to Digital Cafe. This is Mike Koenigs. I'm here today with Mr. Joe Polish, mm -hmm. and we've even got bottom thirds. Right now, that's my bottom third. It says CEO of TrafficGuyser.com. Wow. Right over there. Look at that camera. This is Joe Polish. Know that one right there? I this love marketing host. Host. Is wow. that okay? Yeah, I'm here in Mike's studio. This is the first time I've actually ever done an interview with Mike or a conversation. This ain't even really uh, an interview because we're no. both going to be talking to each other. And you look like you're sweating a little. You I am. You know you, what? You I just turned on the air around me. Is, I, is that I what it is? I'm very nervous. Just yeah. a second here. I'll just, I'll just uh, dab my brow. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm, bra I'm a good brow dabber. Pe people do get intimidated because of my <laughs> vast marketing knowledge <laughs> no, that I yeah. have. And when they sit in my presence, they're like, whoa. Isn't whoa. your middle name Vaster? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Faster than thou. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so right. yeah, the air conditioning will continue to kick on here. No worries. We're in on the weekend. Yeah. Sunday morning, in yeah. fact. And yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about some cool stuff. Totally. So um, what I've got here is, um, just so you're aware, we don't even have operators here today. We're remote controlling this whole thing, which is so. Cool. So what is this? So, you, I mean, you have a, a pretty intense, I guess, understanding of not only marketing and delivery systems, but video and audio and, you know, all kind of editing. You've made movies before. There's all kinds of crazy mm -hmm, stuff that you do. Mm -hmm. Where are we? What are we doing? So for people that are watching this on Genius Network, I Love Marketing, wherever mm -hmm. you decide to put this, where, what are we doing? Okay, well, um, basically, we're at my new studio. I just finished building this. Yeah. And I will say, like any technology thing, there's always, it's always a bit of a, um, you know, let's just put it this way, always making tweaks and refinements. But right. um, my goal was to create a, a studio that I could produce a show with zero operators, with zero editing. So, do you, I, do, you, do you want to be cooler than Dean Graziosi? Oh, I already of, am. He already admits it. He walked in here. He, <laughs> he called me uh, a lot of expletives. Yeah. And he... I, I actually, love that. I love when marketers are oh, actually yeah. at each other's... Oh, yeah, I know. It's fantastic. So, yeah. he... Uh, um, he shouted expletives at me. I made him a video, and he said, well, I'm going to knock everything off that you're doing right now. Yep. So he said, but um, I, I, honestly, he, he said, uh, you're three years ahead of me, and um, um, what the whole objective here was to, to basically grab the most cost-effective, high-definition equipment and be able to produce shows like what we're doing right now, which right. is essentially going to be a podcast, yep. and be able to do live broadcasts. So um, what I'm able to do, like I'm switching live, so I've just you know switched. You can look at the preview yep. down here. That's the uh, main view, which is the the center camera, and I can switch to you if you're looking at me, and then mm -hmm. I can switch back to me for a, a shot. So I'm actually you know basically controlling this, and you know it takes can a little I, bit. Can of time. I do a death stare right into the camera? Yeah, you right can now. do a death stare right now. That was that's powerful. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> this, I mean this, that's powerful. if you've watched up to this point, there you go. You got it. That's, that's, it's, it's powerful That's marketing it. is what it that is. is. But you'll that notice profound. that I just cut to the center shot right now so both of us mm -hmm. can look at our audience at the same time. Pretty cool. And I can turn to this camera like that. Hi, how you doing? And then I can turn back to you and you can look at the other camera. Give it a No, not that one. That one there. Yeah, give him a death stare. Death stare. Man, look at that. Look at that. Oh. But then we can turn back to this camera right now <laughs> so, and we're together. Pretty awesome. So people that are watching this yeah. that may never obviously get anywhere near this level of production mm -hmm. and, and, and do this, uh, how is this relevant to them? Okay. I mean, why should they care? Yeah, well, the reason why is I believe um, right now a person, 
can take an iPhone and shoot a video and broadcast it to the entire connected planet. So yeah. you got six point some billion people, like you just did. You did a mini tour for the first time ever. I've always used flip videos just because they're easier for me to hold and point at myself, and I like pointing at myself and talking. That's yeah. kind of you know. yeah. And so, uh, but for the first time ever, just a few minutes ago, right before we started, I actually shot on my iPhone uh, a video and then uploaded it. To, it's uploading right now as we speak to YouTube, which, right. you know, I mean, of course, I just never had done that before. So the point is, even with, I've created hundreds of videos, uh, but I'm always trying to learn new ways to mm -hmm. get information out there. Because one of the things we'll even touch on is, is the whole process of canning and cloning yourself, which is an original Gary Halbert statement. As a marketer, you want to take your message, you want to take your story, just like musicians, you know, would record music, stamp them out, they'd can and clone themselves. Well, anyone that has anything to share for profit in a business, education, mission, whatever, any sort of way that you can get it out to the world, uh, all the better. And it's becoming easier and easier. So yeah, that kind of leads into your understanding of why to do this and how to do this in more, I guess, gigantic, impactful, yeah. higher quality ways. Yeah, I'd say, like, for me, uh, some of the best resources in the world right now, TED Talks, for example, are one mm -hmm. of them, other than Genius Network and 25K Group and I Love Marketing, of course. Of co yeah, yeah, I mean, those are the standards. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. uh, but in addition to that, yeah. uh, what you have are, um, take a look at, like, TED Talks, I think, should be taught in every school in the uh, world. I period. agree, TED's okay. awesome. And uh, you know, it's and it's ideas worth spreading. That's their their tagline. The next one is Khan University. Why? Mm -hmm. Because um, they're giving away high quality education, starting from one plus one, and then moving all the way up to. I mean, you can go and do advanced biochem, and I believe like nuke physics plus mm -hmm. computer science plus plus. I mean, advanced biochemistry. Right. Um, you could literally get a free college education, and I would probably suspect it's probably better than you can get at many universities. Completely free of charge. So the entire I, world. You know what? I mean, that's a big statement too, and one that would annoy certain people. And, I and think I, that's good. Yeah, and and I, and I agree. I agree because, yeah. uh, and you say most universities. Maybe there's a handful that really teach. You know, great. Well, let's say a hundred or a thousand, but whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, you know. Right now, and I've, I've said this publicly. I believe tenure is a filthy word. Okay. I believe a teacher who only teaches is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Teachers, unless they're teaching people how to think, you mm -hmm. know, you know, liberal arts has a tremendous amount of value. Um, and I'll never take anything away from that. And, and obviously I'm making a far reaching statement here. But the whole idea is I respect teachers who still do. Okay. Right. Cause if you're not constantly testing and refining, especially in this day and age, um, processes and ideas, um, uh, a lot of them are going obsolete. And, and, you know, I've, I believe the world needs um, problem solvers now more than anything, and yeah. leaders. And I don't know if prob true problem solving and true entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial skills um, are taught in, in schools. Right, right, right. Well, you know, and I'll say, let me say something to that, too, mm -hmm. because, you and know, we'll tell everyone, maybe what we'll do is then we'll tell you what you're going to learn in this yeah. fabulous video, because if we haven't lost you by now, because we're just a bunch of stink bugs, well, two stink, stink bugs, bugs sitting here, two little stink bugs. In a row. No, well, I, I'll say this. You know, there's that Stephen Covey uh, line, which is to know but not to do is not to know. <laughs> to know but uh, to, to, to understand but not to do is right, not to right. understand. Yep. And it's one thing about if someone's actually, you know, uh, I know that um, I've never been shot, but I have a pretty good sense that I don't need to get shot in order to know that would that be would, a bad thing. That so would there, be a bad there, thing. There, there are certain things you just thing, don't yeah. need to per se do in order to really get it. However, when it comes to actually teaching success principles or teaching technique, even if you don't, you know, there's many things that I've done in the past mm -hmm. that I'll teach other people to do that I've already gone through. But yeah, certainly, I mean, I want to, if I'm going to learn the skill of making money, which is much of what we teach people how to do, I actually want 
to learn advice from people that have actually made money. Totally. You know, if, if mm-hmm. I want to actually advice on how to maintain a relationship, I don't want to ask, you know, my friends that have been divorced 15 times, you know, that sort of deal. Exactly. So it applies to education here, too. And there's just a massive amount of education being given to people to do things from people that have never done it. And so, yep. yeah, that's my whole point. All right. So maybe what we'll do is I've got on the teleprompter in the back here a mm-hmm. couple of questions, uh, you know, some ideas that got uh, thrown around here before we began. And what I'd, I'm going to do is just kind of read through some of them. We'll decide what we're going to talk about today. So we've actually provided some value. Absolutely. And then we'll get back to just pure tomfoolery. And sh- I, love I don't it. know about shenanigans, but we'll say tomfoolery. So yeah. Isn't it lame how Frank Kern actually stole that w- use of that word uh, from us? Shenanigans? Yes. I think he took that from me, or did he take that from me? No, I don't know. I okay, have no yeah, idea. No, I just no, wanted no. to bust uh, on yeah, Frank, because exactly. he's not a very nice man. He is. He's terrible. Terrible yeah, man. Yeah, All right, good. so here we go. Um, I know one of the things that I want to talk to you about, which I think everyone that I, uh, I know would like to know, is you were just at a Dan Kennedy event. You yeah. closed... How much of the room? Well, well okay, there's there was 1,200 then, people in the room. Yeah. Uh, 500 stood in line yeah. in order to get my stuff. Uh, but we something ended up, broke, but we'll get to the yeah, details. But we, right? we ended up getting about 258 sales. And if you look at it in terms of people in the room, were all 1,200 individual people? No, there were many com- couples. There were people, there were right. companies. Or, you so know, big numbers. But I want to find out the how, like mm-hmm. how you did it without giving it away right now because we're just going to go through because we got a list of stuff. So one of them is, this is just an idea. I mean, you're arguably the best connector that I know. Um, Some people say that about me. I, mean, exactly. I, I, I won't say it about me. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry. I'm I read it in the New York Times, and I'm just repeating what I read. Yes. But um, <laughs> uh, what I would say is, um, you know, networking is an incredibly valuable skill to have. Okay. Right. Another one is what um, some ways that businesses are leaving money on the table. Um, you know, like what kind of just quick tips. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a couple uh, things that we have in here, the difference between... Uh, Let's see, how can small businesses use uh, internet marketing, difference between email marketing, social network marketing. We've got some, um, you know, some ideas here. So what mm-hmm. I'll do is we'll just kind of figure this out as we go along. I think we'll just dive into it. Yeah. And uh, we'll invent stuff. And maybe what we'll do is we'll say <clears throat> we'll do about an hour interview or so. Perfect. Um, that'll be uh, good, valuable content we can share with our friends. And uh, uh, why don't we begin with, uh, with the Dan Kennedy thing, because I think that's a juicy nugget. And I'm always interested in understanding, like, how to close more effectively, mm-hmm. how to sell more effectively, um, the psychology of the sell. And, um, you know, you're not a hard salesman at all. You don't you No, don't no, hard ne- sell. Ne- never. And I, and I don't, uh, and frankly, there are some people that are very skilled at doing dog and pony shows and getting very hardcore to the point of polarizing mm-hmm. and, and actually we don't know any of those people but in case we would we've 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 definitely heard of things like that yeah before. Uh-huh. And look I understand the game I mean I've I've and when I say the game I mean you know I've read lots of uh, you know sales training books mm-hmm. I, I've been a salesperson since I was you know probably born I guess um, but, you know, I don't think people are born salespeople. Selling hot dogs to vegetarians, for example, which is just... <laughs> oh, I used, to, I used to, I mean, I did all the things that a kid would do, from selling newspaper subscriptions door-to-door to, uh, you know, I sold Kirby vacuums for a couple of weeks in college, uh, and then I got a more professional sales job. But I've been selling my whole life. And, you know, selling, of course, is just literally persuading people to do what it is you uh, want them to do and hope that you have something that they will, in the, in the business world, give you money for. Right, right. But everything's a sales job. Yep. I mean, yeah. every, every word that comes out of a person's mouth is either designed to attract someone to you or repel someone. And part of the selling, you know, in business, like for me, I have the highest level 
um, mastermind group in the world for direct response marketers. People, uh, you know, the criteria make a net income of a million dollars a year or more is kind of what we aim for. We'll fudge it a little if there's someone that just is super awesome, but they all got to have money. I mean, they all got to be able to cut a check, and it's not even about cutting a check. So I, I deal with very high-level sort of uh, sales, very high-price sales, and so part of my marketing there is not about, you know, trying to get everyone to pay attention to the message. It's actually very laser-targeted, and most of it is to repel to sift, mm -hmm. sort, and screen mm -hmm. people. So to go to the Kennedy event, I was actually doing a presentation on the seven things that I learned from Gary Halbert, seven of the top things that I and learned. for anyone from who doesn't know who Gary Halbert is, just the short Yeah, Gary, Gary Halbert was a uh, brilliant copywriter who actually was self-taught. I mean, he learned how to put words on paper before the Internet, uh, big direct uh, mail guy, and just understood the psychology of how to sell people using words. And Gary would always say that uh, any problem in the world can be solved with the right sales letter. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard that, I didn't really quite believe it, uh, but I had my first proof that that is true. Even, I even brought it here because I had this, uh, oh, yeah. when I was doing a live webcast yesterday, I had this with me. Uh, my very first uh, Gary Maybe Halbert. hold that up for people in front of your face. This, on this side, turn to that camera. Look at that, fancy. Okay. That is, this is a template. This is just, you know, something that I offer my, uh, my clients that are professional carpet and upholstery cleaners because one of the niches that I started my direct response business in was I actually was a dead broke carpet cleaner living off credit cards. Uh, I was good. I was certified. I had the technical skills, but I didn't know how to get people to give me money. And I started reading the Gary Halbert newsletter that a friend had given me by accident. So it was a total fluke how I actually fell into learning marketing, pretty much in the same way it's a total fluke how I ever got into the carpet cleaning industry because it's kind of one of those accidental industries. I wasn't growing up saying, I want to own a carpet cleaning company. I mean, I just needed money Yay! and I kind of, you know, it's hard work. And it's one of those, you know, lots of, lots of what people do in their life even if they went to college, what they end up doing is not what they right, end up right, doing. Right. I, mean, I mean, I'm even you amazed. New, you could have a podcast called I Love the Smell of Cat Pee, for example. That would be there would, um, for, yeah. for some some people may perhaps subscribe to that. Well, that's, that's an idea. We should, we should yeah, talk we about get that all, get all, well, Pal, That was powerful. Uh -huh. that was, I love the smell of cat pee. But yeah, well, here's what's even kind of funny about cats. I'm allergic to cats, and when I had my carpet cleaning business, I used to go and clean these apartment complexes for 20 to 25 to $30 a unit. Then they would pay me in a very timely manner, you know, 60 to 90 days later on these accounts receivable thing. And, in, and I live in Arizona, and when you're allergic to cats, you like wheeze, right? Because you can't breathe. And I, I remember times where I would be working 12-hour days, and there'd be one or two units that would be freaking littered with, like, cat hair and cat urine and smell like crap and I'd be carrying this portable steam cleaner upstairs running an extension cord all the way to the bottom and it's literally like cleaning carpets in a sauna because there's no air conditioning right and then you're allergic and you're wheezing at the same time that is freaking hard work it sounds and awesome to me there, no, there, there is something that comes out of ever being in a really miserable situation and something you hate where you kind of are motivated to do something about that's it that's the story of from me uh, my from the moment I became conscious let's say <laughs> around four or five until I left. No offense to Eagle Lake, Minnesota, but it was a big motivator because, you know, right. growing up was 35 degrees below zero. I am not, I was never built nor ever designed to be in anything cold. And I was a walking expletive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. everything that came out of my mouth rhymed with truck. 
started mm -hmm. with F. Yeah. And uh, I cursed weather. I mean, seriously, like my entire life. So anyway, <laughs> now that everyone has this valuable information and they know about cat pee and marketing, let's get into the nuggets. Because well, let, let me let me say this. And so, so okay. my first example of copy to kind of tie in Gary Halbert was I, I actually uh, I, all I was doing was advertising price. That was the only way I knew how to actually, you know. The worst offer in the world is no offer at all. The second worst offer is price because the only criteria given someone is price. So I had to figure out ways to communicate why someone should do business with me other than price. And I paid a copywriter uh, $1,800 to write my very first consumer awareness guide and I learned about the concept of can and clone yourself. How do you replicate your sales message? Every day people would call, not every day, but when I was getting any calls at all, people would ask, you know, how much do you charge? And I would explain what me method I use, you know, how, how I clean carpet. Mm -hmm. I would just the same sort of stuff. And so I, I was like, it's all the things that people don't know that they don't know that as a marketer, it's your job to convey to them to position yourself differently than competitors. So I was like, I came up with the seven questions to ask a carpet cleaner before I invite them into your home. Eight mistakes to avoid when choosing a carpet cleaner. How to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs. Um, you know, the, the difference between value and price. Uh, crawling critters and crud. A guide to the slime, grime, and livestock that's seeping, creeping, and galloping through your carpet. All these things. And I put them into a consumer awareness guide so that people can make an informed, intelligent decision. Because that's all that people want to make is an informed, intelligent decision. Right, right. Not, a, not be ridiculed stupid, by their family, for example. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, people don't want to make idiotic decisions. The number one question in all people's minds is who can I trust? And your job as a marketer is to convey trust so that people will do business with you. Is that really the case? Is that really what people have going this who can I trust? Well, that's I mean, one. I, okay, I, I, yeah. I think it's the number one. There's many reasons. I mean, sometimes, you know, okay. people may not trust someone at all, but they want to associate with the person because they're a celebrity. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. You, you know many sort of mm -hmm. dysfunctional purchases where people, I mean, you know, it's like someone's not going to buy cigarettes from a tobacco company because they trust the tobacco company. Right. They're, they're addicted to nicotine. They're right. addicted, you know, I mean, so there's, I, I'm saying when it comes to ethical, legitimate mm -hmm. buying decisions where there is a competitor. Meaning, if the world's supply of toilet paper evaporated tomorrow, God forbid that would ever happen. But do you know, I think toilet paper wasn't even invented until the 1800s. What would a guy like you have done prior to that? You know <laughs> exactly. what I'm saying? Just think about that. You know what? So, uh, um, rabbits. Lots of rabbits. <laughs> so, but, but here's my Bunnies point, Bunnies and kittens. Yeah, sunshine <laughs> okay. and kittens. So, I'm sorry about that. I, I just I, I can't I, help myself. I love, the, I love these tangents. But You here, bring out the best in me. I, I just want you to know I that. I bring out the best in everybody. <laughs> you do. No. Okay. So here's the thing, though. If you have a product or a service where there's no other available option, you don't need to be a savvy marketer. You don't need an opt-in page. You don't need compelling copy. You don't need testimonials. If the world supply of toilet paper ran out tomorrow and you have a garage full of it, you need a cardboard sign, you put it in your front line, you can probably sell it for $50 a roll, right? Now, if you are in a situation where you do have competition, where there are other available options, where people really don't need to buy what it is you're selling, especially like carpet cleaning, people always say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doctor, I'm a web designer, what does, you know, you're talking about carpet cleaning, what does that have to do with me? And I'll tell you, man, when you have to learn how to sell a product or service that nobody wants to buy, you have to figure out certain elements. And if anyone has something even remotely more exciting or sexy than a carpet cleaning service, they could probably apply these techniques. Now, how does that apply back to the thing we originally started with, the Dan the Kennedy? The Dan Kennedy thing. Okay. So here well, you are. We got, so here, and, and what you got is the seven things. Uh, what was the, the hook again? The oh, seven the, well, things? like right here. It's, it's, it's uh, how to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs, six costly misconceptions about carpet cleaning, eight mistakes to avoid when choosing a carpet cleaner, that sort of stuff. Now, when someone would open this up, typically before figuring out how to use copy 
And I will tell you, words are powerful. Copy is the oxygen that makes all of your marketing work. Anything that I say here on video is still copy. If anyone's getting anything out of me talking right now, it's because I'm saying certain things. And if I said different words or I talked Chinese and someone didn't, you know, it wouldn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So, the, 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 you know, there's this great line, which is the only thing worse than singing the, the wrong note is singing it louder. So you got to have the right copy, okay? And so, you know, a lot of people think selling is yelling. Like the entire auto industry, yeah. it, they don't do very sophisticated, good education-based marketing. They're like, low price, get someone in, you know, sick a salesperson uh -huh. on him. And, and, you know, people love to be sold. They hate to be pressured. And so whenever someone associates pressure or being talked in with selling, they tend to get this bad attitude towards marketers. So how do you actually, this and is... And I think the dis distinction here is uh, salesmen versus marketers, because there is a big difference between them, oh, in my opin uh, opinion, because right. everyone hates an obnoxious salesperson. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I would argue that people love to be marketed to, um, especially with the level of sophistication we have. I mean, auto industry. Uh, might, I'll tell might, you this. Yeah. Let's, let's take a heterosexual male. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Let's just pretend. And, and, and he's single. And there is a very attractive woman that would be attractive to him. And she came up to him and used pressure, used selling, used subtle, whatever, but just showed some level of interest on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very high, uh, 1 being, you know, kind of, most guys in one that being situation. the level of interest you get for example when you walk into a <laughs> okay I, I love how we can insult each other <laughs> this is the this is the uh grand torino version of how to do a i love marketing like uh, interview with, with mike uh so the, the the thing is most people would not perceive that as pressure because right. they're interested in it see when someone really wants something and you're really speaking to them and you understand you know robert collier who wrote a book years ago he, i still have that it's yeah, a fantastic yeah, book yeah he, uh -huh. he one of the greatest lines ever as a marketer as a copywriter you want to enter a a conversation that's already existing in your prospect's mind. Whenever you enter a conversation that's existing in your prospect's mind, it's not perceived as selling. It's not perceived as pressure. Now, can someone switch it around and become very annoying? Yeah. So it's, it's not that selling is, is, is bad. It's how it's done. Just like a knife can be given to a murderer or, or a knife can be given to a surgeon. You can do completely different things for it. You, you can use a, a gun to go and hunt for food or you can use it to rob people. It's not the selling or the marketing that's bad. It's the application of it. The problem is people hear marketing and selling and they instantly come up with a negative connotation with it. Yeah. So, so what I did at the Kennedy thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's, and I'm going to frame this a little bit because what I want to do is obviously as much fun as we have, I want to yeah. make sure we're providing that value, which is um, A, you made a platform presentation, which basically means you had a slideshow and mm -hmm. you kind of went through it and um, you ended up making an offer for a five, $495 product. $497. It was the Gary Halbert Triple X uh, Audios, which is a consultation I'd paid Gary Halbert in 1997. $11,500 to spend two days with him and John Carlton were there and a couple of other just really bright marketers were there. And I recorded all of this for my personal use, never thinking I would turn it into a product, had the whole thing transcribed. It's brilliant. I mean, it's just some of the, the greatest marketing wisdom on psychology ever. But I had that because Dan Kennedy got got his actual first uh, copywriting job from Halbert's company, Halbert's Inc., uh, way back when. Uh, paid him 500 bucks. Uh, I think that oh, was, yeah. was Dan's first copywriting gig. And so Dan, you know, really was good friends with Gary. And Gary became one of my very best friends. And John Carlton was probably Gary's dearest uh, friend in the whole marketing world. And so, uh, 
you know, I, I had this, this, these recordings, these audios that is immensely valuable to any marketer. And so here's an audience, Dan Kennedy's, you know, clients, Glazer Kennedy, and it was a Glazer Kennedy event. And uh, basically, um, you know, so I was going to speak on what I learned from Gary Halbert, and I was going to make an offer for those recordings. And so what I did, you know, some of the methodology of how I did it, the, the real kicker is, I used to, uh, I taught robotic marketing strategies like can and clone yourself. See, I could talk to people all day long about how to choose a carpet cleaner, but it's much easier if they read a consumer awareness guide. If they read this in advance, then they are, if all they care about is low price, they're not going to hire me or one of the higher price cleaners because I have thousands of cleaners all over the world that use consumer awareness guides. And I say, what? thousands of service businesses. Yeah. I mean, when, when Yellow Pages, and believe it or not, even in this day and age when people think Yellow Pages are dead, I still have lots of people that make multiples uh, of a return on their Yellow Pages because there's three things you need in order to sell something. You need a product or service, you need a sales pitch, and you need a delivery system. So Yellow Pages is a delivery system. Consumer Awareness Guys is a delivery system. A website is a delivery system. A video like this is a delivery system. Social networking, email marketing. A website is simply an electronic brochure in a lot of ways. So, you know, you, you, you need a, a, a sales process. And so, basically, um, it's all can and clone. And so when I was teaching the audience, I was actually teaching them how to automate your marketing because selling is what you do when you're on the phone or face-to-face -face with somebody. Marketing is what you do to get someone on the phone or face-to-face -face with you properly positioned. The key word is position. The reason I sold so well is the audience was well positioned because I taught them valuable stuff. I taught them how I was delivering it to them and then I used a video sales letter. The kicker, I think at that presentation, I reinvented the way that people will sell from the platform because I didn't even do it myself. I actually played a video that my very good friend and brilliant marketer, probably the, the best guy in the world for understanding. Next to me, of course. Yeah, well, anyway. in this area, this guy is the best. His name and, is John Benson. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And John is a ninja, and he just understands. Uh, he calls them ugly, uh, ugly videos. It's yeah. just literally PowerPoint or Keynote, black text with maybe a little bit of red, and you talk, and that's what you see. And I literally played a seven-and-a-half-minute video. Now, if I just would have got up on stage and played a video sales letter, would I have made some sales? You know, maybe from people that are really already understood Gary Halbert. But what I needed to do first, it's not just about showing a video, because I've seen people attempt to do this since I've done this, and they just pitch the audience. They don't give them any value whatsoever. They don't properly, you know, teach they didn't them. Right, yeah, they uh -huh. don't pre-sell. And so what I did was I taught the audience not only what I learned from Halbert, like use theater in your marketing and can and clone yourself and, you know, any, any problem in the world can be solved with the right sales letter, and I really explained what that meant. For instance, if uh, you have a son, right, mm -hmm. and say your son, and, and ho hopefully this will never happen, but say your son needed a kidney transplant, right, and there's a waiting list. I guarantee you, because you're a marketer and you understand how to write copy, you know you could come down to this studio and record a video and you can put a plea out there, a communication out to the world, make sure it lands into the right medical establishments, the right people watch it. You have a higher likelihood of having your son get a kidney transplant or finding a kidney than someone that doesn't have that marketing knowledge. Now, we can say that's unfair. Well, yeah, maybe it is unfair. Well, according, according to what, though? If you, you know, what you can do with marketing is incredible. When you learn how to can and clone yourself, I was limited by the clock. It doesn't matter how good of a salesperson I was if I talk to someone on the phone or go visit them face-to-face. -face, you know, you're limited by the clock. But with the right video, with the right sales letter, you can talk to 
10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, sometimes millions of people all at one fell swoop. You know, on ilovemarketing.com, we do an interview with, I did an interview with Richard Branson on Necker Island, and we put that video up. Within a week, you know, 9,000 people had viewed that video. What if I had to distribute that one-on-one? -on -one? I mean, you can't do it. So the, the, that's what I taught the audience. And so after I set the stage by giving tremendous value and showing them actual techniques that they could use uh, before I ever asked them to give me money, I said to them, everything I've been talking about using free recorded messages, because I taught them how to see, because I actually told the story of how one of the first things I used was a consumer awareness guide. And then I turned the consumer awareness guide into a 24-hour free recorded message. And then when people see, because... When I first created this, there was no Google. There was no Internet. I literally had to put stamps on stuff and mail it to people. And so when someone would call, oh, you know, and start asking, how much do you charge? And I'll say, well, you know, uh, what's more important to you, you know, uh, you know, value or price? Well, it's kind of a tricky question because what are they going to say, price? They're going to say, well, you know, I would engage them in a conversation. But I hated that because I could spend 20 minutes explaining how to choose a carpet cleaner, and then you could always hear a question like this. Well, that sounds good. Let me talk to my husband or wife, and I'll call you back. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't want to deal with that. I mean, my time is gone. But a robot that can deliver a 10-minute recorded message, you know, or a 10-minute thing on this, uh, you know, is much better. So I was originally mailing this to people, but if they wanted their carpets cleaned the next day, they needed something instantaneously. Now with the internet, you don't have to worry about it. This is all automated. But back then, so I paid this copywriter another $250 to take the, the, the free recorded message script, uh, a free the consumer awareness guide, and turn it into a free recorded message script. And all of a sudden, I had a 10-minute recorded message on how to choose a, a carpet cleaner. And when people would call, I'd say, call and listen to this message. And then it would sift, sort, and screen people and only deliver people to me that were pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed to give me money. And my goal with that speech was by the time I played the video sales letter, I wanted to deliver so much value to that audience, and I wanted to teach them marketing techniques so that they were pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed. And one thing I did is I said, and by the way, I'm going to pitch you. Some of you here are going to give me money, and I'm, and I'm not even going to ask you for the money live, like I'm talking to you now. A robot's going to do it. And I basically told them what I was going to do. And then I, I literally said, okay, now watch this. And while you're there, and, and people were freaked out. And the coolest thing is that the camera crew kept the video cameras running even after they shut off my mic. And you see the line I, I all saw around it. the ballroom. Yeah. And, and, and over 200 people dropped out of the line because they thought they were going to miss out on the offer. There was not enough people to actually get the order forms. It was crazy. And so, you know, the staff there so said you, that was... So you would have had about 500 orders out of the 1,200 people I'd say there, between so. four to 500 if... You know, but we, we weren't expecting it. And I, first off, I was happy with it. I donated a bunch of the money to the Make-A-Wish Foundation as a result of it. I said $100 from every order would go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation because I'm a big supporter of Make-A-Wish. And uh, so it was super cool. It was super cool. But, but I was happy because it proved that all of the robotic marketing that I was teaching people there works in all kinds of environments. Because I even said, I go, what, you know, I'm doing manual labor here. You know, I mean, that's selling live. That's not a sales letter. That's not, I mean, mm -hmm. I'd love to figure out how to actually just play a video and not have to show up and everyone just gives me a ton of money in a live environment. Automated webinars with instant customers. Yeah, there like, you go. for oh, instance, yeah. this yeah, is one of, can I show yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. totally. This and is then, a, this and is, then hold that up to your, your mic when you open it up, after okay. you open it up. So to explain what it is. Okay, well, this and is. So before we do that, I want to just summarize what we just learned here because I think that's the, the nugget that we want to promise in, mm -hmm. in this broadcast, which is, number one, 
You're doing a platform presentation at the Kennedy Glazer event, 1,200 people in the room. Yep. You make an offer for the Gary Halbert system, which really was a consultation you paid for in the late 90s, um, $11,500. I paid, yep. And you're selling the transcripts and the recordings for $500. Yeah, with a quick start guide and some things. That, you know, I threw in some other yeah, bonuses. And, and and look, I've, I've got the product. It's amazing. It's really good. It and is amazing, and everyone here should buy it. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to tell them where to get it. If they really well, care here, enough, they're going to Here's what we'll do. We'll make sure that there's a link, because I'm going to make this video available to my friends. Well, I, you know, I, I want to pretend I'm the sales prevention department okay, here and yeah. not give them a link. Just oh, make them a link. No, I'm kidding. Whatever. whatever. Okay. Okay. So um, what, what ended up happening is... You essentially taught the robotic marketing process yeah. to the audience, yeah. and there are seven steps to doing that. Is that well? There was there was lots of things I learned from Gary, but I taught like seven things that I thought were most valuable. Okay, so and then what you did is you said, okay, now I am going to sell you something right now. You're completely transparent about it. I'm going to use everything that I talked about here and mm -hmm. watch this video, and then I'm going to ask for your money, and I'm not going to do it live. Right. Okay. Exactly. And, and I also, right when after Dan Kennedy introduced me, because he actually uh, did introduce me, I actually dissed on Dan a little bit as soon as he got off this stage, because you don't want to mess with Dan. He's too quick. He's too witty, and he's one of the most intimidating people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that I've received two angry faxes from Dan in my life, and it's uh, if you receive it, that apparently either means you're doing something very bad or very right. Yes. But either way, he no, doesn't. Dan, Dan is the most. He's one of the most interesting people on the planet. He's I speaking at my conference this year, and I'm actually going to be co-authoring a book with him here in a few months. But basically. You know, he's, he's, I had to diss on him a little. So I said when he was getting off stage, I said, uh, Dan, if, if, you were to, uh, if you were to get in a fight with uh, Bill Glazer, you think you could take him? And he's like, oh, I can take you. And then he started insulting me a little bit. But he was off the stage, so I had better positioning. It's all about positioning, even if you're going to diss Dan Kennedy. Very good. Very good. That's, that, that's a lesson yeah, that everyone I agree. should take. Yeah. I agree. All right. All right. So, um, so the bottom line is uh, you make the, or the, the robot makes the pitch. Around 500 people or so show up. They stand in line to order this thing, and there's a limited amount of time. And we got all this happen. on video. People yep. can go on YouTube and even watch a video clip of these people standing yep. in line. Yep. So, it, I, and, and again, you showed it to me. It's, 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 it's awesome. It's and, insane. And I, it, it is. It's darn good. So let's move on to the next segment, which is your Paula um, talking okay, card well, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, see, the whole speech was how to do robotic automated marketing, right? Uh, because marketing is selling in advance. Okay, and people should really, if, if, they, if they are out there selling, but they do not have any mechanisms that are creating well-positioned people, then there's a lot more possibilities that they can add. And I call it elf marketing, easy, lucrative, and fun, versus half, which is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. The way that most people sell stuff is they have a hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating, or sometimes they make a lot of money, but it's hard, annoying, lucrative, and frustrating. And everything that I think about is this elf. Can I communicate robotically? Do I have to be there? Will this sell for me 24 hours a day, seven days a week? That's what I've taught tons of people. I've, I've made people millionaires. I even have like elf-made millionaires, not self-made, but elf-made, where they actually become millionaires using easy, lucrative, and fun marketing. Isn't that cute? I mean, I think, it's think, of, think, of I little, think of a little I, Smurf right now. I mean, seriously, just, you're, I have, you're blue. You're I feel so, like I've you got, are like my little Smurf right now. I Mike. have bunnies jumping around in my tummy, <laughs> it's so, it's, so, and I'm feeling an immense amount of joy. Fuzzy, well, I mean feathers, crystals, fuzzy bunnies, jump and slippers. I'm thinking about slippers yes, right now. Yes. So, Wait, so we are bonding with a very unique group of people on this video right now. Yeah. I hope they like it. I hope they have a sense of humor. If you don't have a sense of humor. I feel very, very bad for you because it is hard to get through life. 
You know, one, one of the things, I have a friend. You're going to get off on a small tangent no, no, before no. you get back to the I'm going to go back to this. Uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, in his original book, The 4-Hour Workweek, there's some cartoon Interviewed by, him at the, at the studio, yeah, at yeah. the other studio. Yeah. yeah, and there's this one cartoon that says, you know, the problem with being a super genius is dealing with all the stupid people in the world. You know, and I, I just I just wanted to throw that in there because I think it's funny. I think it's All fantastic. Right. So I'm teaching the whole audience elf marketing strategies, and, and right before I actually played the video sales letter, I show, I talked about okay, back then, you know, back in 1992 is when I was using my first free recorded message. Let's fast forward to today, and I still love direct mail. Mm -hmm. I love holding things in my hands. There's less noise in people's mailboxes. There's so much effort and energy put into online marketing, the web, social networking, you know, and, and, and the term hits, like how many hits you get to a website. I mean, I've always loved the, 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 uh, the, the phrase, uh, you know, what does HITS stand for? Do you know what HITS really stands for? No, what is it? How Idiots Track Success. <laughs> and so it's like how many HITS have you actually gotten? It's like, well, who cares? How many people are actually, you know, do you have a relationship with? How many people are giving you money? And, like, we live in this world where, oh, I have, like, a 10 bazillion friends on Google Plus or, you know, uh, fa Facebook or whatever. So I'm making well, a motion off camera right now that no one can see. So Yeah, uh, he, uh -huh. yeah you, you should see this. It's, it's powerful. Uh -huh. But anyway, so I said, okay, fast forward to today where everyone's using internet marketing, how do you still use offline techniques but really create impact? So one of the things that Gary Halbert would always say is add theater to your marketing. I love theater. That means attaching things to a sales letter. I used to send out coconuts. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, like the, the shell coconuts and with a smooth, you know, put a black marker. Don't be a nut. Call this 24-hour free recorded message with an 800 number. And we literally would staple priority mail labels on there and, and we will literally mail coconut when someone gets a coconut in their mailbox and the post office will deliver deliver this uh, I mean they it tends to go into the a policy so Gary Halbert said people of America probably all over the world sort their mail out over a wastebasket and what you want in order to get your mail like red is you want it to land in the a pile which is everything that is personal or appears personal versus the b pile which is everything that is junk or appears like junk so one of the techniques i taught in the glazer kenny thing was a new uh, method of of using theater in direct mail to promote my 25k group so i've done a couple of events with paula abdul me and brendan bashard did a couple of seminars with her called star power we charge five grand a person you know teaching paula how to be an info marketer you know great stuff and so paula is uh, is in my 25k group Mm -hmm. And so we decided to come up with talking cards. Like you and would lift get it up just a little bit for the camera. Okay. Okay. So it's pictures of me, and it says a, a uh, special message from Paul Abdul and Joe Polish. And I'm not going to open it up all the way. I'll, I'll open it. See. And it says, if you're a high-level entrepreneur who wants to join the most exclusive mastermind group in the world for entrepreneurs, visit the25kgroup.com. The25kgroup.com. We also have 25kgroup.com, but at the25kgroup, it's cool because it drives in there. There's a video currently. I may switch this out with Daniel Amen, who's in the group, Jeff Walker, Dean Jackson, the author David Bach. Someone else even more famous than all those guys combined. Uh, yes, yes. But, okay, but keep going. Here's the point. Um, so here's the thing. I wanted to say, how do you actually get people... Don't be a funny man here, okay? I'll have to smack you. Just kidding. I love you, Mike, very much. Uh, I wanted to, like, actually bypass someone actually having to call a free recorded message. I wanted them to get pitched the moment they opened up the thing. Now, this is clever. Everyone that has half a brain will see what I'm about to show them and listen to this and see the application. It's a blatant pitch for my 25K group, but it's in Paula's voice, and this is what they hear. Listen. Hi, this is Paula Abdul. Joe Polish's 25K group has changed my life. I know that's a bold statement for someone who has had what most would consider a lifetime of success, but it's true. See, I was looking for my next reinvention and was seeking the best business insight to 
business level. And I knew with Joe's group, I would be surrounded by the brightest business minds in the world because it's designed that way. I knew I'd have Joe's cell phone and access to his network and Rolodex and all the resources through every 25K member. I talked to a few folks before joining and they said if I didn't make my money back from the very first morning, that they'd be shocked. Well, they were right. In fact, I've made some multi-million dollar deals with several 25K members right now. This is such a special group because it's a close family of world-class talent driving and supporting each other to their best success. If Joe invites you, take the same advice I was given. Don't think about it. Just be daring and do it. If you want to know more about Joe Polish and my experience with Joe Polish, visit the website that's included with this card. So one of the techniques that we're actually testing is we're doing personalized URLs, which is like a website mm -hmm. that'll say 25kgroup.com forward slash the person's name, and then they will go there and it will be specifically, you know, targeted yeah. with their name. That's very personal. Now the point is that requires a lot. That requires going overseas and getting these produced. That requires getting Paula or anyone to actually mm -hmm. give you a an audio, a testimonial, whatever you're go you're going to do. But this is theater. When someone gets something like this in the mail and they're targeted, that's powerful. It's someone that's well-known. It's someone saying really nice things about me. It's driving them to a website. It's capturing their name. I mean, there's a lot that's going on here. But this is not complicated. This is, a, this is elf marketing. And how difficult would it be to actually do this one at a time? What am I going to do? Call Paul and say, hey, Paul, everyone you talk to, I'd really like you to tell them about 25K. But that is canning and cloning Paula. That's canning and cloning me, and that's putting it out there. And so the point with, uh, you know, I taught several of those t sort of methodologies, and then I sold a program from Gary Halbert, which taught all kinds of stuff on how to do that. And so by the time the audience got the offer that was delivered through a free recorded message, it's pretty powerful. So they bought. I had a high closing rate. And, and the beauty of it is when you use robotic things, like one of the things I taught was I showed my bio video, a three-and-a-half-minute video of me with a bunch of famous people, uh, consulting clients. I'm giving my, you know, consulting rates in, in the video. You know, I'm, I'm 25 grand for half a day for consulting right now, which mm -hmm. I should raise it because I'm positioning, actually... Positioning, positioning, totally. positioning. You hear, yeah. hear what I'm doing here? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is kind of a subtle way to say, oh, I'm, 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 I'm like really expensive, you know. That's why you think I should, you should think I'm so cool and smart. Um, Part of charging high fees, though, just to be true, you know, Dan Kennedy says this, is looking at someone with a straight face while you're, you're, you're quoting, quoting the price. But you really got to be able to deliver. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's yeah, about you, value. Yeah. And then no, you're no. like, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't the have. The haters will get you pretty soon, if, if not. So yeah. Well, and yeah. even the haters that can't compete with you will, will criticize you because they're, they're, they they're jealous. Yeah, they can't do what, what you do. Mm -hmm. But you know, so, so I taught all that stuff, and I delivered it through a video sales letter. So the takeaway here from everything I said, every person, if there's an application, should have a consumer awareness guide, a 24-hour free recorded message. You should have this on your website. You should have a video. Uh, you would be well served to take some sort of theater like this and actually do direct mail with it. Uh, have a bio video that sh that is not you saying how great you are. If you're ever going to speak or if you're just going to do teleseminars or webinars or you have a small carpet cleaning business, we have consumer awareness videos that is the same content put in a video. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the deal. And so, you know, that sort of thing. And there's someone's phone that's sitting here charging. That's yours. That's, that's not mine. That's your phone. Is it really? Yeah, it's your wife oh. calling right now. Oh, my God, see. we should ignore Dude, her. we should put her live on this video. I that don't would know be if great. we should do that. Yeah. And but, see, here's what's cool. Yeah. You can edit out everything like that, but I encourage you not to. I think we should just leave it in. I think because, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. So yeah. um, here's, what, uh, here's my takeaway from all that is, A, I, I agree completely. I mean, the robotic marketing thing, and that's, you know, I've spent 
basically my whole online marketing career designing systems to automate marketing. I mean, right. that's really, because I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And um, in this case, you're doing a couple things that are really smart. One is you're leveraging the power of celebrity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, um, being able to have her say something like that and basically do the pitch for you, you know, there's n the... You know, the worst thing you can do is be talking about how great you are all the time. The best thing you can have is, is someone else talking it. about it, right? Infinitely more believable when other people say great things about and you. And when it's you celebrity endorsements as well, or a flat-out celebrity testimonial, that's that's also very, very good. And um, and as you talked about, there's a lot of different ways of delivering it. Right. That card is is one. And um, you know, I'm a I'm a huge believer in Dan Kennedy's stuff. I read all of his books. This, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I, you know, anytime you even hear that one's coming out, I've I've always ordered ahead of time. Um, you know, Bill came out with outrageous advertising and outrageous marketing, um, or outrageous advertising. In fact, I've got those videos. I don't know if you saw it. I did a bunch of videos with you. You're going to show me some of them that you actually created. You were telling me about yesterday, yeah. and they're yeah. really good. Yeah, and, and they, so the whole point here's what here's just to, to cut to the chase. What Dan is saying is. In the last newsletter, I just got it like yesterday, mm -hmm. um, he completely just says, you know, social media is great, but the example he used in the newsletter is how um, he's reading the latest either Fortune or Forbes magazine, and of course it was targeting CEOs mm -hmm. and driving people to a social media event, why it's so important. He says, just a, a load of poop because, number one, they're marketing this thing in a magazine and then the way to register is to call a phone number, and it's a live event. He said, if social media works a damn well, they wouldn't need the magazine. They wouldn't need all this stuff, and they'd be delivering. Why don't they just deliver the whole thing online? And, he's, and, and he goes on and on. He's like, I love the idea, but he says, the fact of the matter is it's nonsense for the most part, and direct mail is even better. It's always mm -hmm. been better. And he also goes on to talk about uh, yellow pages and how effective they are, but... Un, you know, what's happened are the rules have changed because mm -hmm. in a lot of ways for a lot of businesses, yellow pages don't work as well as they used to, but it means you've had to adjust your strategy, just like in direct mail as well. But well, um, and Let me say mm -hmm. something because you're saying some really important stuff uh, that I want to I want to uh, play off of. And by the way, after I kind of go through this, I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you could answer a lot of the stuff we, you talked about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, Yesterday, we were at a webcast, which, uh, you know, Dean was doing some uh, stuff with real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, we live right now at the time we're actually doing this, uh, this video, um, you can get uh, real estate's pretty much rock bottom, yep. you know? And I look at advertising space as real estate. Like, if you're going to run an ad in the yellow pages and mm -hmm. you're going to run a half-page ad, you know, just like if you were to buy an acre here in La Jolla. Mm -hmm. I think, we're, I don't know if we're not really right in we're La Jolla, in but we're right close. right now, but close, yeah. Yeah, so Ten if you're going to go and buy an acre in La Jolla, that's a pretty, uh, it could be a very pricey piece of property. You can buy a house and an acre for less than you can buy an acre in La Jolla. Okay. Yeah. So the point is, you can put a trailer, a beat-up trailer, on that acre, or you can build a beautiful home that's worth millions of dollars. It's what you do with the space. And so, you know, if you're going to go on a magazine, if you're going to go on a postcard, I look at everything as real estate. And if you're going to use up the real estate of a website, mm -hmm. you better put something pretty awesome there. And if it doesn't work, don't blame, you know, because I even to this day, the internet doesn't work. Social media doesn't work. There's a lot of things that really, they, they try to, like the whole analogy, well, why are they running out of magazine? Well, yeah, exactly. Okay, there are situations where certain medias are better than others for certain things. When it certainly comes to making money, 
you better have a pretty damn good message. You know, going back to the three things you need to sell something, you need a product or service, you need a sales pitch, you need a delivery system. Here's what most people do in order to sell what it is they sell. Here's my glop. Here's my product or service. Let's just call it glop, okay? Mm -hmm. And here's how I'm going to deliver information about my glop to the world. I'm going to put a website up. I'm going to do an email campaign. I'm going to have a, a fan page. Uh, I'm going to do a postcard. I'm going to do face-to-face -face selling. I'm going to do TV. I'm going to do radio. But if you don't get the freaking sales message right, the marketing message right, all you're going to be doing is delivering a really lame, mediocre message about your glop. But if you get the middle part right, perfect. And there's two things that people really need, and there's a lot to be said about this, uh, is, is marketing is what you say and who you say it to. It's your list. It's your offer. And people say, well, I'm going you know, to do a direct mail campaign. What sort of response should I be looking for? And the, the answer, and I didn't come up with this quote, is, is between zero and 100% depending on the offer and the list. Yeah. 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 Like, what should you expect out of your marketing? Well, between zero and 100% depending right. on the offer and the list. That's how I start a negotiation, by the way. I, you know, someone will say, you know, well, how much does it cost? And I'll say, well... I want a billion dollars and you want to pay one dollar. Yeah. So, or you want it for free. So I know we're going to find the answer somewhere in between. And that's, yeah. that's basically the way marketing works. I, you, I remember this, this pickup artist guy that was on like a talk show years ago and there was like this woman that was on the show that was like, like admitted to be a gold digger. She would go out with guys uh -huh. and she would just have them buy her dinner constantly and she had a dog at home and she said she would even get like a lobster to go for her little poodle or something. Oh, nice. I mean, she really said this on TV. And so, and then there was this other guy that was a pickup artist that was, you know, basically, you know, saying he could you know, pick up any woman, whatever. And one lady in the audience said, well, you and this guy should go out. And she said, you know, uh, I wouldn't go out if, you know, he paid me a million dollars. And he leans over, he goes, you know, we've at least now established what you are. Now we're just haggling over price. <laughs> yeah, and it was so funny. It was classic. That's true. But anyway. Well, it's, it's the, uh, I think Churchill had something like that, something, it's, a, it's the comment about someone being a whore or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. So yeah. that's, that's fantastic. So, all right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's great. So here we are. I love yes, marketing. I love marketing. Why uh -huh. do you love marketing? Let me ask you that. Why right. do you love marketing? Oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, it's your turn to ask questions now, and then we'll wrap this up for our friends while we're providing valuable information. So, No, no. I think in a lot of ways you're thinking, when are we going to get to it? When are we going to get to it? If anyone was yeah. watching this video from the beginning and didn't pay attention to some of the techniques, look, if someone puts together a 24-hour free recorded message and they start putting it on their business cards, on my Twitter page, which is twitter.com forward slash Joe Polish, the first week I put up a 24-hour free recorded message on Twitter, I sold $3,000 worth of stuff. How many people are selling things off their Twitter page? Because I take people offline in an environment where they're not expecting someone to be pitching them, and there's a 24-hour free recorded message, and someone could have a mobile. Everyone still has a phone. You know, people, like, there's more mobile phones than computers and televisions and everything on the planet. I think there's more phones than perhaps thimbles. <laughs> or blenders, maybe even. But there are a lot of, of phones out there. And so people, like, have access to a phone. So everyone that's watching this, if you think we're rambling or going on tangents, which we are, because, I mean, we're both insane, you know, that's fine. But there's great technique here. Yeah. Consumer awareness guide, free recorded message, video sales letter. I mean, all the things we talk about is very relevant, even mm -hmm. if they had to muddle through our shenanigans. Yep. All right. So okay. to answer your Why question. Why do you I love marketing? I, I love marketing for a bunch of reasons. One of them is um, I love human psychology, and I love... Uh, figuring out why people do the things they do. Mm -hmm. I love to buy things. I love to sell things. I like to see how they work. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I like to understand why they buy it, why they make decisions. Um, I love relationships. I mean, I really enjoy people. And what I like most about marketing 
um, is the idea that I get to try out ideas, you right. know, and, and present this idea of presenting offers. And I, I remember there's a couple of online marketers who say, well, Mike's a pitch man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I'm a pitch man. I do love to sell stuff, and I like connecting. I like solving problems. I mean, deep inside, my greatest skill is I'm good at observing complicated problems and solving them with technology. Right. Right? right. It's like figuring out the fastest, easiest way of getting there. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of unique skill sets. One of them is technology and tools, and the other part is, you know, I've learned marketing. But I didn't really understand marketing. You know, every year that goes by, I'll go like, well, what I learned, what I knew a year ago is almost irrelevant, right? It's, it's, a, very, it's a very interesting industry because, mm-hmm. you know, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know and all the nuances. Yeah, yeah it's true. And thankfully, we've had unbelievably gifted um, uh, mentors, you know, People folks like, like yeah, like you know, like Joe Polish, for example. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, I mean, like Kennedy and, and Halbert, to me, are, are, are the Ge- two geniuses. greatest. Yeah. And then I go back, and, and Joe Sugarman was one of my great uh, mentors, and, and um, so you I know think, that bastard did more pull-ups than me when he was in his seventies. Oh yeah, We're yeah. At John Butcher's house, the guy who started Precious Moments and Lifebook, yeah. and Joe Joe Sugarman did more pull-ups than all of us. I know he's 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 a bastard that way. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's yeah, seventy-three he, years old right now and can yeah. do like over twenty pull-ups. Same age as my dad, actually. And and so yeah, I watch him. I'm like. Oh, Skinny little bastard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. All right, so a lot, a lot, a lot of jealousy and resentment that takes place uh, yeah, with, with human yeah. human beings. I, I understand. So uh, I, I know to sum it up, um, I think it's a beautiful art form. You know, you, you have an opportunity to market with technology, with um, human psychology, with video, with music, with animation, with television. I mean, really, yeah, I consider yeah. it. Uh, so I know there's p- people who will curse this, perhaps. It's an art form. It is my art. Yeah, you're, you're, you said this use... yesterday. You're in the entertainment business. Yeah. We are in the entertainment business. It, that is, that Although is both truth. of us are probably not very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. you know, but we are in that business. It, it's the truth. And, and, and um, I, you know, I have made movies before. I, I have produced music. And uh, growing up, I wanted to make video games. Well, mm-hmm. my first real company was Digital Cafe in 1989 to 1999. One of the biggest things we ever did is we designed a video game, built around and based on the Doom's, you remember Doom? It was like that first player shoot up game. And uh, we created a game called Chex Quest that shipped in six million boxes of breakfast cereal for John Mills. Wow. And the whole product was sponsored by AOL. Mm -hmm. So they paid for the CD-ROM. So, you know, the bottom line is at that point, you you know, to get a CD made and millions of them even, You'd pay almost two bucks. Well, we had right. negotiated around eighty some cents, and they're mm-hmm. all packaged. And um, it increased cereal sales by two hundred, I believe it was two hundred and thirty-seven percent. And to this day, you can go search for Checks Quest online. There are still people who were kids back then who still design levels for the game, who wow. hacked the game, and I still get fan mail. I swear to God. That is crazy. And this is going back to, let's say, 90-something. I mean, we're talking 15 years ago. So, um, and and look, I, I deep inside I was a frustrated filmmaker. Um, you know, why did I produce the documentary that I just finished making, this Life with Tesla documentary? It's because I love filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And um, But 
I've thought a lot about um, marketing documentaries. Mm -hmm. So I recently pitched a very, very large company doing a couple hundred million dollars on, on a few ideas revolving around this, and immediately they said, yeah. yeah. And, and we're talking, they'll give me part of the company or the upside in exchange for this. So the, um, the opportunity to be creative and expressive and to experiment with human psychology and become wealthy beyond imagination with an art that's fun and interesting where you can literally take every skill set and every form of art and every form of expression and roll it all in and have fun. And I will add, um, you know, in all sincerity, you're one of the most interesting people. You're in my, you're in my top, you know, people in my life who mm -hmm. I trust completely. And, you know, we always just have a blast mm -hmm. um, hanging out and making fun of each other and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. That's the, the best part. It is. But, yeah. I mean, you've introduced me to some of the most interesting people in my Rolodex as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely some of the most valuable people in my life who um, are all also, they resonate on a high frequency because there's yeah. a difference between being a slimeball marketer and being a marketer that wants to make a difference and leave a massive impact. And cause change. You know, you're very philanthropic. You've given away millions and millions of other people's money. No, yes. I mean, but, but you've given away millions of dollars and, uh, you know, you've changed a lot of lives. Yeah. yeah. And it's also given you access to people who are virtually impossible to reach, you know, folks like Branson and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll say something to that, too. I mean, a lot of charities are simply cosmetic. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're all for show, you know, and they, 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 they they just try to pretend like they're trying to do stuff. And like mm -hmm. when you know, I went to enough events where everyone gets in really nice clothes and very sort of elegant sort of dinners, which has always made me uncomfortable because I grew up, you know, I spent half I my mean, life you're living. I mean, you're dressed to kill right now, for example. Exactly. That's one thing there's no yeah, 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 no. I mean, I have a ton of suits and stuff, but I quit wearing most of them a long time ago. I don't. Most of them have a little red nose and there's stripes and plaids. And, I mean, no, no, they have I, TV I, sets. I have, some, I have some extraordinarily cool ties. I have probably 50 ties that I never wear. I'm going to send them all to you. I okay, mean, maybe thank you. Maybe you can come up with something to do with them. But, you know, I got to the point where I, like, went to a bunch of charity events and there you know, everyone's dressed up and they're doing auctions, and that's all cool. I'm not saying someone shouldn't do that, but I thought, you know, what if we actually took all of the knowledge of all these people in the room and we actually tied it into where people would donate money, but they'd actually learn something? Like, mm -hmm. let's tie it into a valuable discussion. Let's tie it. And so that's what I started doing. I started doing that with Richard Branson, like the trips that we do on Necker Island. And do I get a lot out of it? Absolutely. You know, I get to link myself to Branson, I get to hang out with him, I get to meet a lot of incredible people. It's a big door opener, but we also get to raise a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of the things that we're doing with, you know, Genius Network interviews and with Make-A-Wish and all that stuff. But the, the thing I want to say to that, because it ties into what you're saying, is marketing opens doors that cannot be opened any other way. I never in a million years when I was growing up, I'm an introverted guy by nature. I, I learned that you have to go out and talk to people because that's how you get checks. You know, I mean, you really do. You know, I mean, you have to go and associate with people in order to get them to buy things, to give you money, to make things happen. And, you know, I mean, in, in, uh, uh, you know, I always thought of, uh, that which you don't, uh, that, that which you fear, but you don't face controls you. That which you fear, but you, fa that you face or take steps to face and you can control it or at least get much better at it. So I've always, said, get out of my comfort zone, get out of my comfort zone. And so uh, through marketing, it allowed me to figure out how to communicate with tons of people without having to subject myself to things that really mess with my introverted tendencies. Hmm. When, you know, how do I talk to a bunch of people without physically having to talk to them? That Does sounds, that make sense? Yeah, totally. You know, for, you know saying like that. Agreed. And so that's why I really love marketing. But, you know, you, you asked earlier about, and, and I think you're touching on this, so I'll just 
assume that mm -hmm. I understand where you're kind of going with this and just, just talk about networking in general. I don't think of networking just as going out and meeting people. I mean, that's cool to meet a lot of people, but you know what? I have a lot of relationships and there's a lot of people in the world, and so I want to meet the very best people. I, I tend to pursue people that are industry transformers, people that have literally gone into an industry and transformed it. And most real transformations, most breakthroughs in life, were not well accepted in the beginning. They're people that totally buck the system, that are rebels, that are radical sort of thinkers. And, you know, in order to have a breakthrough, you got to break, break something. You know, I have no tolerance for mediocrity. I, I just simply don't. And, I, and I'm a big fan of Schumpeter's creative destruction, where you creatively go in and destroy something, kind of what you're talking about with the educational system. You know, it's going to be entrepreneurs. The, the future belongs to the entrepreneurs. The future belongs to capitalists. And not the capitalist crap that is uh, perpetrated by morons like Michael Moore, who, mm -hmm. when I say moron, he's a very smart moron, okay? Mm -hmm. The guy's very calculated, very smart. But what he, he, he creates a movie called Capitalism, which has nothing to do with what true capitalism. True capitalism is collaboration between individuals exchanging value for money, not corporatism, which is what he goes on and expose, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. It's yeah. a completely different thing. There's not even enough time to go into that. But mm -hmm. capitalism... Well, let's just give him a giant turd award. Yes, we okay. should. All right. Yeah, I mean, so here's a guy that makes his living slamming the exact people that live the exact way that he, he, he you know. Well, and he, also how he's frankly made an immense amount of money and impact as well. Basically, he's he's a capitalist uh, storyteller. Yeah, yeah, exactly, totally. exactly. Yeah. I, love anyway, the, I love the interview. Let's not give him any more time. No, but here's, here's the thing. So, uh, so networking. I don't mm -hmm. look at it as just networking. I look at it as having a genius network where you create a network of people that have genius network is like the marketing term. I have Genius Network Mastermind, which is what my 25K group is. I have my Genius Network interviews. I have a Genius Network show that I'm going to start But you're not with. selling anything right now or plugging anything, but keep going. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that. So uh, that's very funny, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Can you we stop much. and just pause? I think, I think, if I remember correctly, you were asking me questions. But keep on going yeah. on and on, please. Yes. Please. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll just keep, keep, with, that, keep with this sort of flow. I like this. Yeah, so here's the thing. Genius network is you create a genius network, smart people. Then you do genius networking. You start thinking at a different level of how you actually network. You're like, okay, where am I really spending my time? You know, in order to have a genius network, you've got to be a genius networker. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's genius network, genius networking, and, uh, you know, being a genius networker. And if you tie those three together, you will just function much differently. I, I, does that make sense? It does. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, you may not even call it that, but that's what you do, too. The reason that you know all of these people, like what you're doing here in the studio is you're creating an environment so that you can bring people in and do things that they simply cannot do to communicate it out in the world. I mean, you're, you have a genius network. You have a great, and you said a bunch of nice things about me, and the same goes with you. You've introduced me to some incredible people, some incredible wisdom. And what, what allows us to do that is we started studying marketing. Right. And marketing was the vehicle to where me and you got access yeah. to the things. See, marketing just isn't about making money. Yeah. Marketing isn't just about how to persuade and communicate. Marketing is about creating access. I, and if you want and access I, I to everything in the world, totally. you better freaking get good at marketing. Yeah. And if you want to be shut out from money, relationships, knowledge, wisdom, insight groups, yeah. don't learn it. Don't pay any attention to it. Poo-poo it. Say it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and I'll, I'll go so far as to say... Um, you know, I, I talked about this. I did an event recently, and I talked about um, the value of platform. Mm -hmm. 
and the value of uh, and I, I platform shoes like in the going to get you I'm sucker. Talk, remember I'm that movie? About goldfish in plexiglass shoes, exactly with a dingleberry. Uh, uh, Remember sombrero. Chris Rock in that? It's like, how much for an order of ribs? How, how much? How much for the rib? Two fifty. Fifty cents a rib. How much for a rib? Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's a great movie. Thing, Everyone yeah. should watch. Going to get you suckered. That was freaking awesome. Unbelievable. It's like the black version of Airplane. I actually was talking to a cabbie in uh, Las Vegas. Yes. And he looked like Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. and he talked like him too. It was unbelievable. And uh, he, I actually. I will say okay. this. I peed next to Samuel Jackson when I went to the Oscars in 2006, and he was in a full leather outfit, and it was very bizarre. i got to tell you one thing. Do you remember when he walks out? I, want, that, I want this kept in this video, by the way, so <laughs> I want to say that. Oh, well, you know what? We're not doing any post-production. Okay. Pulp Fiction, get to go shake hands with the man. Seriously, one of the best lines ever in a film. Am I right or am I right? You're absolutely right. All right. <laughs> so... What uh, what in the hell were we uh, rambling about? I, you know, oh, I was, yeah, no, access. So yeah. basically I was just saying um, the most valuable thing it, to me is platform. You could take mm-hmm. away all my money, all my resources, all, the studio, all this stuff, and um, as long as I've got access to mm-hmm. the people I know, um, in 90 days I could build it all back. 90 to, totally. let's say, thir- 90 to 6 months, okay? Mm-hmm. Um because that its access is more valuable than any money ever, well, for sure. Yeah. And you earn access. It's like reputation, right? Th- that is, yeah. You're not entitled to anything. The world does not owe you nothing, and you, you and you should you know you should not expect the world to give you anything without creating value for other people first. That's and true. you know, marketing is the ultimate leverage. You know, leverage is maximum results, least amount of effort. Uh, Productivity is maximum results, least amount of time. I try to pursue knowledge in areas which will give me maximum productivity and maximum leverage, and I try to seek people out that do that stuff, and I also do everything I can to not associate with losers. Uh, You know, in the marketing world, as in any industry... Psychic vampires is what I call them. I mean, there's a lot of people we know that are very clever, but you can learn really interesting techniques from them, but you would never want to do... I suspect there's a giant butt coming up. Yeah, What's but you would never part? want to do business with them. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, my whole thing is like, you know, learn from as much as you mm-hmm. can. But I really love the world of, of marketing because, yeah, I don't know anything that can give someone more access. Okay, I, okay let, let me say this. Yeah. I asked Richard Branson on my very first interview I did with him, the one we did over the phone, like, how do you use your time? How does Richard Branson, a guy with 50,000 employees and all the different several hundred virgin companies, $25 billion in revenue, how do you a actually... A virgin company, imagine that. A virgin company, yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, how do you spend your time? He said, well, uh, 40% on now on, on his, uh, you know, philanthropic activities, uh, 10% on fighting fires, 25% at looking at new deals, and 25% on marketing. Hmm. So you got a billionaire, and he says, one quarter of how he spends his time in business is on marketing. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't say there's something kind of important about that topic. Right. And um, if you gave him an opportunity to get rid of one of those and spend the rest of it on something else, I'd put money on it. He'd say, if I could get rid of fighting fires and spend all that time on marketing, I bet you'd take it up. Maybe and you know philanthropic what? And, and, stuff, but and, yeah. And you couldn't, you couldn't look at other business deals if you weren't able to market. Simple you know, stuff. people, people always, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I All right. Won't. So uh, I'm going to just tell you a couple things that I, I got out of this uh, last exchange, which is um, I, have a, I have a business and life philosophy, which is I, I have made a decision to only spend time with people I want to grow old with. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's how I, I filter everything now. It's my, my lens. So if they don't pass my I want to grow old with you filter, I give them no time. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's I'm talking about high level access relationships. But um, I've had a, an enormous number of people say, you know, that has shifted their mindset mm-hmm. on that one thing, and it, it certainly shifted mine. So I'm glad to take credit for that. But um, anyway, so I'll do that again. I was I, making I just, gestures. Okay. By the way, so everyone can see. There, you take your hand, you go like this, and you just do that. And I was you can do it to the the, the close up camera there. Go ahead. Oh, and I can't. Okay. Yeah. Like, right like that. that that's, that's very terrible. nice. It was terrible. very attractive. Yeah. All right. So uh, the second one is. You know, you say you spend your time focusing on industry transformers, and you know I created this character, the Disruptosaurus. It actually was at a. Uh, um, I got some dinosaur jokes. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is fantastic. Anyway, the whole idea of of um, I use it as a model in my own mind, which is you know how can I constantly be a Disruptosaurus, not a dangerous um, one that leaves too much destruction in its path and in its wake, but it's like. Um, disruption is a necessary um, cause, and you call it creative destruction. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm also looking for other disruptosauri. You know, it's like, and uh, and I, I consider disruption to be not only necessary, but it's a great skill set, and you right. look for it. And people right. who change worlds, true revolutionaries, are not evolutionaries, right? Yeah. All right. So um, one thing we're going to do is. You can answer or ask me another question. Okay, I'll, 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 okay. kind of wrap I'll this want, up because one thing I'm going to have someone else do is if they go over to my computer, um, there is a screen that's up right now that hopefully is up and tell the air conditioner to stay on for another. It's on the big monitor to the right, straight ahead. See if you can add it and tell it to uh, uh, remain on for another 30 minutes because we lost our air conditioner. This is one thing about Sunday is our... Our facility here shuts its air conditioner off. I think it's awesome, though, to I, be in a, I, I, in a, I love, in a sauna. I love the whole okay. okay, good. So what what I wanted to ask you about was um, social media. Yeah. I mean, we've talked uh, you know a little bit about it, but to give some real context on what is the Mike Koenig's uh, perception of of all of these different ways of connecting with friends on all the different social media sites. I mean, how how what is the intelligent, smart uh, way to use them uh, for right. business because obviously mm-hmm. for friendships they're great ways to connect to people but simply for clients prospects business you know what's what's the right and wrong, wrong okay. ways to do all right so you know interestingly I was just thinking about this a lot this past week I had um, I was with my son at chess camp mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it's not as uber nerdish as it sounds but it was really very very fun and uh, I had for the first time in months literally a little bit of downtime where I got to just think. And um, and I started feeling weird because it's like, how much time do I spend on Facebook and LinkedIn and and, and all these sites? And um, and the answer is almost none. Okay, although I've got a business built around this idea of social media, and here's what I've done that's important, and I'll tell you what people do that's complete a complete waste of time, which is it is incredibly valuable and important to have profiles on. And in, in order, for me, in order would be Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Twitter, and then have a Flickr account. Mm-hmm. Flickr is where you just put all your pictures. Why? Because Google loves those. And, of course, Google Plus, too, which is kind of the latest, newest um, doodad. Um, and, you know, Google Plus is basically Google's version of Facebook. They're just mm-hmm. going straight after them. And they, they actually are thinking through things in a very, very good way. Now, which one wins? Frankly, I don't care. You know, if you take a look at my businesses, so traffic guys are being the first one, 
And then uh, Instant Customer being the second big one, we've got a third platform coming out right now. Traffic Geyser built our entire business by being parasites on top of a whole bunch of video distribution, content distribution, and social media sites. Right, right. So other people were spending hundreds or tens of millions of dollars building technology platforms, and we're just agnostic. Basically, it was like, put your content in Traffic Geyser, give it a name, press a button, and we send it out to, we syndicate and distribute it to over 100 locations at right. the click of a button. That's the big promise. Now, of course, there's all kinds of things that pop up because all these sites, some of them are up for a little while, and really, we don't care. Mm -hmm. Ten of them could be up during one week, and then five of them could go down, but we're going to find five or ten more, and, and, and Google didn't care for the longest time. Things have changed a little bit in terms of what works best now, but the bottom line is stick it in there, press a button, boom, all over the place, and Google says, oh, you have a whole bunch of content that points back to your website, you get lots of free traffic. Yeah. Okay? It worked like mm. a charm and still does on a lot of levels. Again, the rules have changed because now what Google likes is... What is your social presence like? In other words, they pay attention to your reputation. Google determines your reputation based upon how many people follow you, how many people comment upon you, um, how often the conversations take place, and how many incoming and outgoing links are going to your thing. In other words, the, if, the, the way I always liken it is if you're in a crowd of 50,000 people, for example, and um, the person in front of the audience said, who here is the best at fill-in-the-blanks here, right? And uh, everyone in the audience would probably raise their hand and say, well, I'm the best at it. But then if that same audience, uh, same person would bring out a celebrity and then say, I'm going to introduce you to the best fill-in-the-blank here that's ever existed and go on and talk about your character and all the results and say, that person out of, of 50,000 is Joe Polish. Right. He's the best at whatever. And then if you asked everyone who's the best in the room, a huge percentage would have a reason why you're going to be the best. Yeah. Okay. So the whole point is, Google's a popularity contest. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And what Google thinks is becoming increasingly unimportant. Okay. Now mm. you'd say, well, Google's where it begins, but it's a popularity contest of who has the most influence, who has the most people pointing at you saying you're the best. And it's just like real life. Right. Social media does finally represent real life. So going back to what's most important, I'll tell you what I spend my time on right now, and it makes me an immense amount of money. And it works, meaning a lot more people are hearing about it. I'll give you a for example, and this is out of reach of a lot of people, so I'll start with what's in reach for everyone first, which is create profiles on all the sites. One more time, it'd be... Again, I, I'd say, you know, Google+, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Flickr, okay? And I'm sure someone will say, well, what about, about who cares, whatever. You know, it's like, it, it's a popularity contest. Right. The next thing is, um, make sure you have something to sell. you got to mm -hmm. have a damn offer, okay? Right. Because a lot of people fiddle-fart around, and they tweet, and they twaddle, and they Facebook, and, and whatever, and who cares? It's a complete and utter waste of time. Connect with people. It's like it's, it, all you're doing is more one-on-one -on -one conversations. Retarded waste of time. I repeat, a retarded waste of time. Instead, what you want to do is know who the hell they are, what they're interested in, and give the most people the most amount of stuff that drives them to buy your stuff. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Mm -hmm. And... The way that's done is not by saying, buy my crap and being a, a used car salesman. It's about engaging in a conversation that they want to hear so they get to know you, like you, trust you, and um, feel like they've got a relationship with you. 
So this is the part where I just did an experiment that so far has worked out very, very well. Um, and again, it's given me an immense amount of access to opportunities and deals that I never would have had before. Um, I produced an inf uh, a documentary called Life with Tesla. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, producing a documentary, and I've actually got a video on how to make a documentary and why to make a documentary. That's but cool. You could literally hire a filmmaker for as little as probably four or five grand who could make a story all about you and talk about without it being overt and all you know how great you are. The point and purpose of my documentary is to give away free education on why you should have a green or greener lifestyle. And there's a whole bunch of arguments about, oh, well, it costs a lot of oil to make an electric car. And I know all the, you know, I know what the haters and the retards are going to say, okay? Oops, did I say that word? I meant it. All right, so um, <laughs> that was not politically correct, was it? No, you're not a very okay, politically correct but man. But I'm not. So all the, uh, uh, you know, people who would rather complain and whine and point fingers and blame other people versus actually get off their and do something about it, right? Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly. So, I hear anyway, you. the whole point is coming from. telling a story, giving it away, and educating people on a benefit. In this case, I my house is powered by solar, my car is solar charged, and uh, I've been doing it a year now officially, mm -hmm. 12,000 miles on the thing, and I give away the story on how it was done and why I did it, and it gave me access to Tesla and a lot of people in Tesla, I've been able to leverage this to gain access to big companies that would pay me an immense, immense amount of money to do it with them and for them, and um, it escalates my value, just like you were talking about earlier. Right. So, you know, I can legitimately go out and charge $50,000 or more per day to consult, and I do get paid. I, I mean, I can close a $100,000 consulting gig on the platform now. I've done it, right? right, right. And so... Uh, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, I certainly could not have done that. So getting back to why social media, it's because you can take a co content like this, put it on YouTube completely free. Websites are basically free. I'll have to get that in a moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it's uh, his wife again, by yeah. the way. And so, uh, um, uh, the, you know, the bottom line here is it's it's... Um, social media gives you access and allows you to connect with a lot of people. There's, you know, I know the last stats I ran, one in nine people on the planet have a Facebook account. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, uh, um, wow. that's a trip. It, it, it is. The problem with Facebook is anyone can find out who's following you and advertise and market to them and friend them. So, in a way, you have no control over your client base if you're doing a lot of Facebook marketing, yeah. okay? I'd say that's a giant downside. On the other hand, it means you can steal someone else's clients and customers. So yeah, or their girlfriends. Or, or, totally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is no loyalty anymore. The loyalty lasts as long as there's trust. Mm -hmm. Trust is earned, not paid for or given necessarily. You can manipulate it for a little while, but it's not a long-term thing. It's like right. any long-term relationship. Right. And what do people want? They want relationships. Social media exists because they want to engage in a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I only do social media for the purposes of creating a lot of conversations at once, as many as possible with the fewest number of moves. That's the only time it matters. Otherwise, my personal opinion is the less time you spend on email and on one-on-one -on -one communications, except for the most influential people, it's a waste of time. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the bottom line. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, but, absolutely. absolutely. Know. And and I, I want to say this too because it's takeaways. Because I know we need to wrap up here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, a lot of people um, confuse um, 
activity with accomplishment. Yeah, that's true. And you can hand me my gadget there while you're chatting. Okay. And uh, this will uh, appear. You can continue talking to the camera, even though I'm going to take care of this. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, a lot a lot of people confuse activity with uh, with accomplishment, and I have. Um, I run across all the time people that want to start businesses, they want to grow their business, and they, uh, they don't have a sales letter. I think the number one thing that somebody needs before a website is a sales letter. And even if you're never going to mail a direct mail letter, as an example, to actually sit down and think of who is your ideal prospect? Who am I communicating? What am I offering? What is the problem that I'm solving for a profit or attempting to solve for a profit? Because that's what entrepreneurs do. They solve problems for a profit. And you actually sit down and you communicate um, in print what it is you have, why someone should, should care. And you, you can be very specific. For instance, my consumer awareness guide is a template. It could be seven questions to ask if you're a web designer, seven questions to ask a web designer. If you're, you know, if you're a financial advisor, you know, six costly misconceptions about hiring a financial advisor. It's all templates. You know, come up with whatever the number is and actually draft and craft a communication. So, and if, and if you want an easy way of knowing how to do this, just sit down and record yourself. Just talk and then have it transcribed. And then you have the rough draft of your sales letter. Most people could have a very successful business, in many cases a multi-million dollar business, without even having a website, without doing any social media, yep. without any of that stuff. And so what, what people do is they... They, as, as Stephen Covey says, they major in minor things. Mm -hmm. You know, they put all of their time and effort in things because everyone else is doing it. And one of the best pieces of advice I heard early on is look at what the majority is doing and do the complete opposite, and you'll have a much better chance of yeah. success. Quite. And that is always true. It's, it's contrarian, but for the most part, conventional wisdom is usually... Contrarian, but not cynical. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the point is, is just look at what the vast majority of people are doing and do the opposite because the 5% the of people that are most successful are willing to do and do the things that the other 95% are not willing to do. And so part of it is just going away from the herd. And I even spent 45 minutes on the phone with Dan Kennedy about 10 days ago talking about how he does not have a cell phone, he doesn't use email, and he doesn't use the Internet. I mean, he literally does not go and look online. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he said, you know, it's probably cost me a little bit of money, but for the oh, most part, the amount can, of time that I can tell that you I've... personal stories about how it's caused immense frustration and I, I believe it's on to the, the other point, side. I believe it's to the point of idiocy. Okay, and that's and the thing is, is I understand the reason why, and part of it is it gives him pride to say that exactly. and, and drive it home. The but is there. There are certain things that it's like, and again, I won't get into the specifics. I have a personal experience where we could have saved ten days of screwing around and thousands of dollars and immense amount of frustration and misunderstanding with a tiny, tiny amount of flexibility to, um, you know, review yeah, some yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. So, so well, no, I, well, I just think it's just like, just because you live in a cave and you're doing just fine doesn't mean you should live in the damn cave all the time because it's, it's more about being right than it is about doing the right thing oh, yeah, and yeah, succeeding. Yeah. And again... Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know if I'd say that directly to his face because he'd still want dude, to let's just send him this on, Let's just send him this on DVD. We could do yeah, that. That'd be awesome. No, and so, no but, but here's the point. But, yeah. See, it's like finding the happy medium because the, mm -hmm. the takeaway is, is that when you stare at a computer screen all day, mm -hmm. it literally is, is, is altering the neural pathways of yeah. the human brain. I mean, we're mutating ourselves looking at screen sucking, okay. as my friend Ned Hollowell says, uh, you know, all the time. And so the point is, is like uh, Dan says, you know, 
the internet in a lot of ways resembles kind of what happens uh, in, in Las Vegas casinos where people just plop themselves down mm -hmm, in front mm -hmm. of the slot machine and they just keep pulling the handle. Completely and totally agree with so, that. So the point is, is like, if you're going to use the internet, if you're going to use technology, which is, there's so much you can do with technology that I love it. I love the fact that you can do all these incredible things. But the key is, is understanding the difference between technology is important, but psychology is infinitely more important. Yeah. And if you don't understand the psychology of the mindset of the person that you're selling to, what it is you're in the game for in the first place, the best way to win, you're going to waste your time meddling around with a lot of stuff. So I, I'm mm -hmm. looking for the happy medium as yeah. best I can. Now, there's no perfect solution, right? And it's varied. It, yeah, yeah, it changes. So, so, so the whole thing is actually use it to accomplish your goals don't get used by it. Yeah. And most people get used by it. The reason that there's not a lot of accomplishment with some people is they just got their priorities mixed up. And I would they, argue most people, but that's uh, yeah, you know, well, yeah. it's, an, it's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I will say, on ilovemarketing.com, which is where we're putting this video, mm -hmm. uh, Dean Jackson, who's one of the most balanced, uh, clearest thinkers that I know, my partner in I Love Marketing, he uh, type in 50-minute focus finder. Mm -hmm. All the things that me and you talked about, all these ideas, and just listen to Dean Jackson explain that whole process about how to think, how to structure your goals, how to structure your time. I mean, I, I hate using the word time management. Uh, most people understand it, though. It is truly one of the very best 50 minutes you will ever spend in your entire life on dealing with overwhelm, on dealing with where to start, on dealing with what's most important. And so I wanted to say that because it helps piece together uh, conversations like this that go off in a lot of mm -hmm. different directions. But all in all, I love things like this because it's simply creativity at work. And, you know, as Gary Halbert said, uh, the world advances on the backs of its neurotics. Yeah. And so uh, neurotic people like me and you, hopefully we can share some insights and, if nothing else, give people things to think about mm -hmm. so that they can reach their bigger future, use marketing as one of the vehicles to getting them there, and then basically be more, uh, you know, capable, confident, um, you know, entrepreneurs. Handy capable. Whatever. Wasn't that Whatever. wonderful? Yeah. So um, I've got one uh, one little thing. I'm going to drop in one shameless plug because a lot of what you've been talking no, about course. here. No, of course. Go um, for it. Hit it. When, when you talk about creating the sales letter, um, I completely agree with that, okay, mm -hmm. which is um, I have been experimenting with an idea lately, which is I believe, just like in the idea of, you know, Gary said you can get anything you want with a sales letter. Right. I think you can get anything you want with a keynote presentation and a video even faster. Okay? Yeah. And I've experimented with it and it's oh, given me I? immense access. In fact, access to, I told you about that exclusive group that I got accepted into recently. Oh, so uh, go ahead. To, go ahead. No, what I do want to say, just because mm -hmm. so, I, I mean, I say this thinking the, the exact thing. A sales letter could be audio, it could be video, totally. it could be print, it could be online, it could be offline. So yep. when I say sales letter, I'm using that as an umbrella statement to whatever you're going to communicate, whatever your message is, it. It, you want it canned and cloned and documented. I don't really care how. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I think they should have everything. I yep. think they should have all formats. Right. And so um, this was the, there were a lot of things that led up to this, but the whole thing of what led into developing Instant Customer for me was I had a problem, which is I was bad at capturing leads and following up right away. Mm -hmm. And like many people, you know, you get a big stack of business cards and you don't do anything with it. And so, um, and as I saw some things evolve, I was like, I know that if I can just present an opportunity or an offer to someone I just met as rapidly as possible, there's a high probability they're going to make a decision and say yes. Right. Okay? 
I have a I have a new challenge in my life right now, which is I can sell more stuff than my companies can deliver. Yeah. Okay. I'm working on solving that, and it's a good problem to have. It's in a way, it's a weird problem to have, but. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things that the tool does, and we break it down in what we call three chunks, it's capture, connect, and close. So you want to capture leads and opportunities everywhere you go. Business cards, mobile text, email, voicemail, voice recognition, whatever it is. Dial it in. Connect with a, a consumer awareness guide, mm -hmm. with a follow-up video, and do it in as many mediums as possible. So you want to use voicemail, mobile text, email, print. Now we've got print in there again with pearls, so you can measure and track everything. You mm -hmm. know exactly what people are doing. Right. And then deliver an automated teleseminar or webinar or webcast. You know, we could turn this into a live or recorded webcast. But right. the idea of creating robotic marketing systems. So that was the original vision in putting the whole thing together. And I'm the first one to stand here and, and you know, I've, as I've been saying You're in sitting, some things, I am sitting as a flawed man who doesn't take my own advice all the time. It's like I, I get so busy building it and solving problems that I'm not using all my own mm -hmm. tools, you know, yeah. which is, you know, we talk about that off-camera frequently. But um, Hey, it's, it's the curse of the, uh, the being in the how-to world, you know? Yeah, it really is. So uh, do you have anything else to wrap up on your end? No, you know, what I would say, this is completely, like, off-topic and stuff. Uh, first off, it's uh, thank you for, you know, having me come over and see your studio and kind of and showing it. time and on a Sunday from my family. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, that. I, re fun. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You're, you're, in, in, in this, you're a bad person. Thank I you. I know that. that. I know that already. Uh, this has been cool, and I really like having discussions about random stuff because it allows mm -hmm. me to, to have a, a, a lot of food for thought. And it's cool that you can just kind of pop in and instantaneously produce a video of this quality. And this is it. I mean, once you push the button, No, I literally will done. press one button yeah. and then press no, another button, yeah. and it'll he, be... He's had this fancy little thing here that yeah. he's been punching on the whole time, which I don't even quite know how it works. We just but... have multi multiple cameras. So right yeah. now it's both of us, then it's you, and then now it's me. Hi, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, how's it going? I, I mean, I, I think it's a super cool. And so and and you know there's um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that run around uh, the world not um, not taking actions and mm -hmm. there there's something that every person can do every day that could have a giant impact on uh, you know another person's life and mm -hmm. I think what's most interesting is you go if you if you ever have been to a funeral and I try to avoid them as much as I can um, but you know I think you're well served to um, basically look at people that you really admire and really respect and let them know that while they're still alive. Don't wait till they have passed away and then get did up at a funeral. Did you steal my line from the interview I did with Dean yesterday? No. I swear to God. That you said was that? Like, that was the biggest lesson I learned in my own life. And I, I had a big life-changing thing. I mean, a almost died kind of situation mm -hmm. when I was about 18 years old. And uh, I, my dad and I used to play. My dad plays guitar and entertains. He spends a lot of time in rest homes. So... While I was recovering from this thing, I always I always played accompaniment guitar and bass with him, and uh, um, I'd go to all these rest homes, and I would go talk to people who are still functioning, who could still talk, and I always asked them, "What are your greatest regrets in life?" Mm -hmm. And I was amazed. Part of it was the era they were raised in, but also I was just amazed at how many of them said, "I never got to say I love you to my father." Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Actually, I've heard you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I've made a, a point of really reaching out to everyone who's important in my life and just connecting them on that level. And so like, yeah. I know this might be the last day of either of our lives, and I, can't, I couldn't go on living not having said that most important thing, which yeah. is I care about you and I love you, and I'm glad you're in my life. 
And uh, are you telling you know, me that right now? I am right now. Isn't okay. that beautiful? Yeah, is, that, is. is that sensitive? Did that make you almost want to yeah, cry? Sort of. Yeah, a little. Sort of. Yeah, a little I'm feeling, I'm feeling a, like I want to just hug you right now. But, thank you, thank you. But but seriously, I mean, no, this no, is no. like some yeah. big big stuff. And you know, all this marketing stuff aside, you know. Well, anyway. well, no, and here's why I want to say that. No, here's here's the reason I want to say that. You, marketing is about sharing that with the world. See, people live quiet lives of desperation. And as a marketer, one I think the very best marketers in the world, the ones that not just sell stuff, but mm -hmm. the ones that really bond with people, the one, you know, they'll buy from you in the beginning. Gary Halbert used to say this all the time. They'll buy from you initially because they want what you have. Mm -hmm. They'll keep buying from you because they like you. Yeah. And people know when you don't like them. People know when you don't care. I mean, they may not know immediately, yep. but if you hang around enough, they're going to know. And if you really care about people, if you really care about your clients, if you really have value to share with the world, then quit sitting on your ass waiting for the day when it's going to be right, or in, in some cases when they're gone, so you can sit and talk about how you admire them. Go out to the world and put sunshine out into the world. Be a fountain, not a drain. Tell people that you care about them right now. Think of, write down, literally, I mean, I hate in books where people like, do this exercise in the mm. middle of reading the book. You just want to keep reading the book, right? And I'm going to kind of violate that and say, think of, I have a... Right a, on top of this video right now. Take yeah. a permanent magic marker and then, you know. Right on your iPad yeah. or whatever. But, uh, you know, seriously, think of, uh, I have an exercise called the Genius Network. Think of the eight to ten most important people in your life right now, in your whole life, business and personal. Write them down. And what, you know, what is important to them? Because that famous Zig Ziglar saying, you can have anything that you want in, in the world if you help en enough other people get what they want. Right, right. People will always ask me, how do you connect with other people? I never ask anyone to do anything for me without creating value first. Why do we put I Love Marketing out there? It's free. I mean, we put it out there. We put great content out there because we just want to put great information out there because some of these people are going to take what we say and they're going to do something with it. And that's what makes the world go around. So, you know, tell your mother she's still alive. My, my mother, unfortunately, is not still alive. Tell her you love her, if you do love her. And, uh, you know, people that are important to you, share it. And marketing is the vehicle to put it out there. And a real simple technique, you know, write 10 postcards every day to people that you care about. Real postcards. Snail mail, put a stamp on them and mail them out. And if you do that for one year, and most people won't, most mm -hmm. people won't. But if you did that for a year, your income will go through the roof. Your bonding with people will go through the roof. You will be known as a person that they have probably immense amount of, of respect and someone that, you know, just as well positioned with them. And most people simply won't do it. But if you did do it, it will change your life. It will change your business. And that's just one out of many things. So yeah. that's, you know, there's more I could say, but we'll wait till another future episode of I Love Let's Marketing. do another one in here. And uh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure, my friend. I so, appreciate uh, it. Let's turn to the main camera right here. Thanks for watching. And uh, what we're going to do is we are going to cut to a graphic, an I Love Marketing graphic, and we'll see you online soon. Awesome. Goodbye. Bye-bye.